0: Welcome to CCFA Perspectives on ReachMD, providing Crohn's and colitis updates driving innovation in IBD research, education, and clinical support. This series is produced in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Leanne Chen, Assistant Professor of Medicine at New York University, and we are at the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America's annual conference in Orlando. This is CCFA Perspective Crohn's and Colitis Updates on Reach MD. Joining me today to discuss goals of therapy in IBD is Dr. Hans Herfarth, Professor of Medicine at University of North Carolina School of Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Herfarth. Welcome. One thing that I wanted to ask you today is, how do you define mucosal healing?
0: So mucosal healing was defined first in clinical trial as a complete resolution of endoscopic visible inflammation. This is not referring to histologic healing or pathology impressions of biopsies. It's just an endoscopic endpoint in clinical trials. That was the original definition of mucosal healing. And you can apply this similar to ulcerative colitis as to Crohn's disease.
1: And at what point do you assess for mucosal healing on a new treatment?
0: So this is, I think, a very, very um, important question. In clinical practice, I don't routinely assess for mucosal healing. I say in my clinical practice, I think it's an important endpoint in clinical trials. We want to see how the drugs work. However, in my clinical practice, I still go along clinical remissions, patients doing well. We know that clinical symptoms correlate very well with inflammation in the rectum and sigmoid colon, which is always by definition involved. in also of there are some exceptions, but generally that's the most involved site. So if a patient is in clinical remission, has normalized bowel movements, no blood mix in the bowel movements, there's normally nearly complete mucosal healing, what we in clinical trials define as a Mayo score of 1 or complete mucosal healing present. In a patient with of glyce, you start a new therapy who reports later on after 6 weeks, I have normalized bowel movements and so no blood mix in the bowel movements. You can pretty much correlate this with the sigmoidoscopy. There might be some patient where it doesn't 100% fit, but you can probably say 95% this would be correct. This is quite different in patients with Crohn's disease. We all know that you can do very well in Crohn's disease and there's still significant inflammation present. And I agree with the data from the literature which show that if you have a new therapy and you achieve complete mucosal healing, that you'll probably have a better long-term outcome. However, nobody yet has done a trial in patients who achieve complete clinical remission but no mucosal healing, what we define as mucosal healing, and then intensify the therapy and compare this to patients we just follow up with our usual therapy. And I think that's incredibly important to look in the future as well as what is with patients who have non-complete mucosal healing but significant improvement. Perhaps they're doing the same as patients with mucosal healing. So... Because this is not resolved, in patients who have complete clinical remission in my practice, I don't scope them automatically to check for mucosal healing. I do this, of course, in patients who have still remaining symptoms, persistent anemia. I think there you have to optimize therapy. You have to see, is it due to continued inflammation or due to other reasons? But not, I think it's not standard of care yet in patients who do well otherwise.
1: In a patient who has not achieved mucosal healing, based on the data to date, what do you do about escalating therapy if they're in clinical remission?
0: That's a point. I think the problem really is, and more and more questions will be posed in the future, what do you do with this patient? The patient is doing well. We don't have achieved complete mucosal healing. We intensify a therapy which was effective to bring the patient in clinical remission. How much more can we get with mucosal healing? Just an example. We just heard that Stellar, the newly approved therapy for Crohn's disease, is very effective in using clinical remission in patients with Crohn's disease naïve to biologics anti-TNF therapy. However, if you look at the week 8 data, about 9% of the patients have mucosal healing at week 8. So if you would look at a patient who is in remission and doesn't achieve mucosal healing, would it help them to go to a non-approved dosing regimen of Stellara to every 4 weeks or would it be important now to add 6-mercaptopurine or althioprine or methotrexate? Nobody knows about this. This is extremely important. We know that there are some agents who are better at inducing mucosal healing than others, but none of the agents have yet shown a mucosal healing range larger than 50% in Crohn's disease. It's more in the range of 20 to 30%. So... What are these other 70% do we have to escalate? All these patients who are, if they are in clinical mission, on additional therapy, induce additional toxicity, risk additional side effects. I think it's not ready for practice, but it's ready to be studied in clinical trials.
1: If you are just tuning in, you are listening to CCFA Perspectives, Crohn's and Colitis Update on ReachMD at CCFA's annual meeting. I am Dr. Leanne Chen, and I am speaking with Dr. Hans Herfarth, Professor of Medicine at University of North Carolina School of Medicine. Dr. Herparth, is histological remission more important than endoscopic remission?
0: There are emerging data, especially in Crohn's disease, that patients in complete histologic remission have better long-term remission rate. These are mainly retrospective or partially prospective collected data. Again, are there agents who are better in achieving histologic remission than others, especially in ulcerative colitis, and should be escalated the therapy in a patient who has mucosal healing as assessed by endoscopy and still has histologic activity, I think this is open for debate and clearly need to be studied. In Crohn's disease, the data are much less convincing. I think there are no good data out there that histological remission results in longer remission rate. I just cite Beryl Crohn from 1932 who thought he can cure Crohn's disease with complete resection of the inflamed segment. So the patients were probably pretty much in remission, but we know now that doesn't help. You need to continue therapy, at least in high-risk patients. Low-risk patients might do well for a long time of years. So again, this is something which needs to be studied, and we have to probably define better histological markers, not looking alone at histologic inflammation, but at certain markers who might be predictors for early recurrence.
1: Well, many thanks to our guest, Dr. Hans Herfarth, for joining us here today. I am your host, Leanne Chen. To access this episode and others in this series and to download the ReachMD app, please visit ReachMD.com. We encourage you to leave comments and share this program with your colleagues. Thank you for listening.
0: This has been CCFA Perspectives on ReachMD, produced in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. For access to this and other episodes... And to download the ReachMD app, visit ReachMD.com forward slash CCFA.